Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of On a Water Break in Rhinestones. I'm Lexi Duda, the host, and today I have NC State feature twirler with me, Claudia Swagger. Hello, Claudia. Hi. Thanks for joining me today. So, a couple things I want to talk to you about. One, I couldn't make it to USTA Nationals this year, so Claudia has taken the reins and given you some sounds from the competition from the week. But first, I want to talk to her about her experiences with NC State. So she's going to be a senior in the fall. What are you going to be majoring in? I'm a nutrition science major with a sports science minor. Okay, so with that, what do you want to do once you graduate? I am going to physical therapy grad school, but I want to work specifically with athletes because being an athlete myself, I've had many injuries and I've dealt with a lot of physical therapists and I feel like they helped me a lot getting my my goals back on track and I feel like I could do the same for other athletes. Which is great because I already know how helpful you are as a person, so putting PT on top of that, I think you will do great things. Um, now let's talk about what you've done with your band so far. So you all just recently went to England. You had quite the experience. Tell us about what it was all about, how you guys got that opportunity, and the performances that you guys did. Yes. So our band tries to do an overseas trip every four, three to four years. Um, and it just so happened to be this year that we got to go and we got to perform in front of the Cardiff Castle in Wales, actually. So not only were we in three different cities in England, we actually traveled to Wales and performed in front of their main castle there. Where that's awesome. The twirlers also got the opportunity to go to the Beyonce concert because oh, our band is the most amazing person ever and let us go. Um, and then after, when we got back to England, we ended up performing at a Premier League soccer game, which was so crazy because I've never been to one of those. And those fans are so intense and they just love the sport so much. And they loved being Is able to see my fans. Yes, that's, we had to twirl in a scarf because ironically, our colors are red and black and the team they were playing, their colors were red, white, and black. So when the band went to perform for the team, the home team that we were playing for, they were like, you can't wear those because you're matching the opposing team. So they made us wear these blue and white scarves that we had to twirl in and the entire band had to play with them on. And it wasn't, it wasn't cold. It was like 70, 80 degrees. And oh, they wrote with these scarves. So that was an experience in itself because I've never yeah. toured with anything like that. But the fans have never seen a marching band. We were the first marching band that they've ever had come to a game. So seeing everybody's awesome. reactions to what we do, so many people had never seen twirlers before and they just mm -hmm. loved us. And they loved being able to see how we had both a guy twirler and girl twirlers. They loved seeing how we worked together and everything. And they just were amazed the entire time. That's awesome. That's definitely quite the experience, especially going into an area where people don't haven't really seen like a marching band and twirlers and stuff like that. Um, that's amazing. But that's not the only cool opportunity you guys have had this year. There was a hockey game on your all's football field, I believe. <laughs> yes. So the NHL does what they call a stadium series. A couple of years ago, I think it was in Fenway Park. But this year they had the Carolina Hurricanes play the Washington Capitals in Carter Finley Stadium, which happens to be our college football stadium. And they reached out to our band director and saw that we would be home, we, we would be there. And he said that they said that they wanted us to come perform. And they specifically asked if the twirlers would twirl fire on the sidelines. Awesome. They said they watched a video of our halftime and saw how the crowd reacted to our fire and said, mm -hmm. we want that. So it was a little crazy because they had to lay down this these panels and things like that, like this mat. Mm -hmm. And then they had to 
sanitize it and make sure that it was fireproof basically. So that was a crazy experience because we were the only, we were the four twirlers out there. We were the only people doing anything besides our band playing in the corner, but that mm -hmm. was it. It was just us out there. And so that was so, great. It was freezing. It was 30 degrees. Okay. I was going to say the fire definitely warmed you guys up some, because from what I remember is what, November, December when it happened, something like that. It was, it was February, but it was the okay. coldest weekend it had been the entire year. I feel like it doesn't get too, too cold in North Carolina, but of course the one weekend where you needed to be outside, it was freezing. So at least the fire helped warm you guys up a little bit. Um, yeah. That's awesome. Are you guys traveling to any like away games this year that you're planning on that you're looking forward to that you know yes. of yet? Yes. So we go to every away game that's in the state of North Carolina because we're so close to Duke, UNC, Wake Forest. We go to all of those away games. So we'll be heading to Duke and wake forest i believe and then we're also going to virginia tech as a full band oh so that'll be we've never been there so that'll so be exciting yeah, yeah we usually sure. get to travel out of state as a full band they usually take little pet bands and everything but they said because virginia tech's going to be a cool game that we're going to take they're going to take us there that's very exciting this fun long longer <laughs> trips like say with the whole band are definitely ones that create some awesome memories um, so this year at UC Nationals, you competed representing NC State for the collegiate event, and you did amazing. This is, was it your third year doing it? Yes, this is my yeah. third year doing nationals, collegiate nationals here. So how was that? It was really fun. I actually made finals for my first time. And awesome. I, I've actually had fun out there. I'm not really much of a performer when it comes to competitive performing. I love performing mm -hmm. on the field. Like that, I just, mm -hmm. at, twirling for my fans is the most amazing thing ever. But when I get out on the floor, I really focus on the twirling aspect. And mm -hmm. I had so much fun in finals yesterday. I don't think I've ever performed that much in my life. So That's that awesome. was, that was amazing. I would say that. Collegiate twirling, I think, is a completely different aspect that it's hard to explain until you kind of go through it. Hey everyone, it's Jeremy, the producer from On a Water Break, the main show. And while you're enjoying this great bonus content from some amazing hosts, there's a whole other show happening with guests, news, and plenty of other fun things that you and your friends are talking about on a water break. So take a moment, go subscribe so that you can get your notifications every week for the main episode of On a Water Break. If you have news or know of somebody that would be a great guest, or maybe you would be a great guest, email us at onawaterbreakpodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on social media at On a Water Break. And now back to this fantastic bonus content. And we'll see you at the show. So let's talk a little bit about like your background in twirling. When did you start? I started when I was three years old. I joined a mommy and me class and I actually oh. walked out of the mommy and me class because <laughs> I didn't want to do it. But then I saw my older sister Jillian twirling and I said that I wanted to be better than her. So I started twirling again and then I've never stopped since. That's hilarious. Okay. <laughs> so then you've been competing your entire life. What made you want to go to NC State? And twirl there. I knew a couple of girls that had already gone there and they had mentioned maybe coming to a game, but I met one of the advisors when I went to the world championships in Norway in 2018. 
And my parents were talking to her and they, she started talking about NC State and introducing them to everything we do. So we decided to go to a game my junior year. And it was amazing. It was a makeup game scheduled for a team that had just lost their coach. We were playing a team that had no coach. Oh, and it wow. was the first week in December and it was raining the entire game and the stands were filled the whole game. Not one person left. And that was, that was really what sold me was that nobody left. They had such loyal fans. And then yeah. the next day when we walked around the campus, it was everything that I wanted. It was modern, but it also had its traditions. And mm -hmm. it was warm. I loved that it was warm. And the campus. <laughs> coming from Ohio. Matched, yes. From coming from Ohio, I wanted to go somewhere warm. And everything on the campus just matched perfectly. Mm -hmm. And it just felt like that's where I belonged. That's awesome. When you were making your deciding factors on where to go, the collegiate tryout process. Tell us about kind of like how NC State's process works for um, twirling there with the band and everything and how you ultimately came to the decision, um, what you wanted to do, majoring, all that kind of stuff. I actually tried out during COVID. So my first audition was online. I had to submit a video and then I did an over the phone interview process kind of thing. But I've had two other tryouts since then. And one thing that we have to do is run a mile in eight minutes and 30 oh, wow. seconds at the beginning of the okay. tryouts. And then we have our own tryout routine and everything. And then you do an interview with everybody. It's very informal. They just want to get to know who you are as a person and your personality. Like they don't want any staged answers. They just want mm -hmm. your, you to be yourself. Yeah. And we do like a little group routine, but it's nothing crazy. It's just to see how you work with everybody else. But it's Can very – go ahead, go ahead. It's very low-key. They just want you to be you, and they just want to see you perform and see mm -hmm. your twirling ability. They don't need you to chuck the tricks. They don't need to do anything. They just want to see you love the school. That's, that makes sense. And then tell us a little bit about – so every school is a little bit different in how they do pregame and halftime and stuff like that. You all have four twirlers heading into this next year, I believe. Yes. Um, and yeah. typically pregame is a little bit more group-oriented. Um, yes. Tell us how you guys do pregame and then how your halftime works. Our pregame is very traditional. It's been the same for many years. So the four twirlers will twirl together the entire time. We wear the same costumes and our costumes kind of match the band uniforms this year. So we don't stand out too much, but obviously we're going to stand out when we're in sparkles and with the baton and not <laughs> playing an instrument. But we do everything together in pregame. And then for halftime, we do usually one song is a group routine with all of the twirlers. And mm -hmm. we are normally somewhere in front of the band. And then okay. the second song, we split up and we go to the corners where we twirl fire. We twirl fire every game. And it's always mm -hmm. during the second song. But we wear different costumes occasionally. But we also have costumes where they're the same concept, but everybody's is a little different. So we're not matching completely, but we're still a group because we're not – we're featured twirlers, but we're a group of twirlers. We're not just four separate twirlers. We also do mm -hmm. things together. All our performances, we'll twirl together and then we'll separate. So okay. we, our pregame is very traditional, though. Everything will be together and everything will be the same for years. What's a little unique about you guys, too, is you have to handle all your own fire batons, right? Yes, we do. Yes. Setting them up and putting them out and everything like that. How was that the first time? Because you twirled in high school. Yes, did you ever twirl fire in high school? Occasionally, my field was a turf field, so we weren't allowed. My athletic director was very strict about that. He just didn't know because my sister and I were two of the first 
feature twirlers that twirled fire at my high school. Okay. So we had a long-standing tradition of good twirlers at my high mm-hmm. school, but we were the first two that wanted to twirl fire. So he just didn't really understand it and was a little hesitant. But mm-hmm. some of our games that we went to for our away games, they had grass fields. So we got to do that. And we do these things okay. called band nights where mm-hmm. bands from around the area will come in and perform. And one of the band nights mm-hmm. ended up being on grass. So I only oh. did it maybe – two times a season, depending on where, if the games were away or home. So, But you weren't responsible for having to put it all together, were you? I was not. I Luckily, I had my older sister who would usually come and help during those games, and she would light the fire batons for me, and my mom would lay them out, and my um, advisor would be there in case anything went wrong, and I would just hand my batons away. I never did anything really but twirl. But then when so I got to college... I was going to say, what was it like the first time? <laughs> it was a little crazy because the first game they said, we want you to twirl three fire batons. And I have never done that. So that was, oh, wow. but they have a, they, we have a really good system for lighting oh. the batons and everything. And they give you time. You don't have to really rush it because you have a whole song, mm-hmm. but it's very low key almost, but yeah. the fans love it. So that's a little stressful when you're twirling regular and they're just, they just want the to pumping. Yeah. But yeah. after, after two or three times, it really just, it's just basic knowledge now. It's muscle yeah. memory. You know exactly what to do now. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Okay, so let's talk about USC Nationals. It's coming to an end. We're talking today, Saturday, for people who don't know. It's coming to an end. Um, so tell me about, like, who you've talked to, who you're planning on, because the contest isn't over yet. So she still can talk to some more people, and then we're going to bring you guys those sounds. So tell us a little bit about uh, who you've talked to, what you're planning on asking people, everything like that. Yes. So I've talked to a couple college twirlers. I talked to um, an Alabama Crimsonette and the future twirler at the University of Georgia. And I'm, ta- I'm planning on talking to a couple more college twirlers, but I'm also going to reach out to high school twirlers and younger kids to get their perspective on their twirling experiences mm-hmm. and how their week has been and everything. I'm trying to get different angles from everybody just yeah. to make sure everything is included and you get a inside view of the entire twirling world this yeah, week. Which is awesome, especially because some of those younger kids are definitely looking up to some of those older kids, especially the college twirlers, because uh, the collegiate night finals was last night, and then the day before was the prelims, so a lot of younger kids were able to watch how excited uh, the older kids were when they took the floor for any of their collegiate events and their finals, if we're talking about regular competing, um, aside from just collegiate competing and stuff like that, um, so it's going to be awesome to see kind of their perspective on things because little kids are the best to talk to because they're so honest with everything. <laughs> um, but yeah, so do you have any last advice for anybody that's trying out in college who's um, considering wanting to twirl in college? Do you have any advice for them when they're going to start the process? One thing I would say is really just be yourself. Colleges are not looking for someone who's the perfect mold of a twirler. They just want to get to know you. They want to see your personality and your twirling. So I don't think that you should try to really do things that you think you need because you don't need them. They just want to see you show your personality and be able to shine on that field. And another thing that I would say is don't focus just on the college twirling aspect of the school. You have to love the school for itself because field twirling is only half of the year. You have a whole semester where you'll do performances and everything, but it's mostly your school focus then because football season's over. So you just have to really love the school as well as the twirling program. 
Yep, it goes hand in hand for sure. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. And thank you for everybody listening on this week's episode with me, Lexi Duda, and my guest, Claudia Swagger. Be sure to follow us both on social media at claudia.swagger and Lexi underscore Duda, plus on a water break in rhinestones. We'll see you guys next week.